Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. In today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we are going to be asking the question, is it okay for Christians to judge others? In the world that we live in, we always see, oh, don't judge people, don't judge people, don't judge people, but is it ever okay to judge? Fuller, you ready to have this conversation? Let's go! What's up, hey, sir? What's going on, buddy? How Dude, are you? I am so excited to say this. Okay. okay. We okay. found them. We found them. We found them. We the listeners the from technical. Down Under, we oh. found them. Oh, crikey, mate. How's it going? But see, here's Put the problem, though. The Bobby? Now that we know that we have true Australian listeners, you can't do your accent anymore. No. <laughs> or does that validate it? Does that validate no, that's it? Val- I was just validating. I mean, we Americans. have listeners now in Northern Ireland, in Scotland. Oh, Scotland. We've, we've, we have stinking chipped a Bible to Scotland, which was awesome. Y- yes. Expensive. But awesome. And then we got, well, Raina is now in the state. She's not yeah, South Africa we, we, anymore. We waited for her to come back. We got some of them Canadian folks. Oh, hello, hey. Which, which Sabrina, we'll have your uh, <sighs> fun fact with Sabrina in a couple episodes, yeah, right? Yeah, a couple episodes. Yeah, your fun fact has made the list. I am excited for that. And then, Wes, we, we have India, the consulate office in India. Yeah. This is oh, just yeah. wild, bro. This is crazy. It's just absolutely wild. But Matt, is it Majin? Is it McGinn? I don't know. I'm calling you out in front of everybody, buddy. So you better get, get the name right. But he says, because, you know, whenever we have a handful of new listeners over in the Facebook group, we right. always do a welcome post where it's just, hey, Heck introduce yeah. yourself. Let us know where you're from. He's and like, Australia. He's like, I'm from Brisbane, Australia. I'm like, I from found down you. Because a few days before he commented, I said, dude, we have a spike in Australian I, listeners. I just who have, are they? I have a question for him, and maybe he can answer us. Okay. I know, you know, they drink beer, but I'm, I want to ask a specific they drink, question. What? They drink a lot of beer. But We're not I talking wanna, about the Irish people. But I want to I <laughs> ask a specific do, do you do like a coffee shoey? I'm just curious. I mean, or is it just a warm beer thing? Because... I mean, it's already kind of disgusting, but it'd be even more disgusting if it was coffee. You, you don't know who Shuey is? Cor- correct me. You don't know what a sh- is that your brain? Like, what the heck is he That's talking That's my brain. About? So a Shuey is I like... the pad ready. A Shuey... See, this is how you know you've watched too much TikTok. <laughs> a Shuey is like when they put warm beer in like a shoe or a boot and they drink it oh, out that's of a shoe. The, that's is that for real? I, I thought that was a joke. I thought that was no. just some stupid well, frat it, boys doing it, stupid frat boy things. It may be. Is but that I cultural? Don't, I don't know I feel if it bad is. that I said that out loud. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but I'm, that's why I'm curious. Is that like something you do with all drinks or is that just like warm, hot beer? I don't know. At a frat party. I mean, I don't know if we're supposed to have like confession time right now, but the best thing I ever had was down at Disney. It was half cider, half beer, but that was really yummy. 
The but best, the this be- is a kid show. We're supposed to talk about the best, coffee. Not, the best thing not I've not ever that. had was in this uh, Jesus mug right here. There you go. Nice transition. Is it wine? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's well. It's wine run through the yum yum machine. There you go, dude. <laughs> dude, I love. Our, our Facebook community has been fun. Where it's like, somebody oh, all, I'll tell you coffee too crazy. I'm like, you're going to start a fight. You're going to start a fight. Don't start a fight. Yeah, it was a pretty good one today. It, it is It is a lot of fun. But no, I am doing real good, buddy. I, I am tickled pink, though, about the fact that we found our little tickled friends from down under. Tickled pink or tickled red? Tickle me Elmo. <laughs> you got the reference. All right. Tickle me Elmo. <laughs> yes, sir. So that's all I got, dude. I'm just, oh, I'm real okay. excited about that. I am too. I'm you so know? excited. You know what I pulled up, though? So Where'd I'm really excited about this because we haven't done this for a while. Okay. It's this one little fun game called Party Cues. We have not done Party Cues in and a And, sir, bit. I think you should pick the category. All right. So in case people don't know, we like to play these fun little games before the show actually starts so that way you guys can get to know us a little bit and hang out. Don't forget the lock is um, the, like you can't because I'm not paying for it. So Why not? Are those all locks? Uh, let's... Ooh, what's what's that? The would you okay? Oh man, this or that? We already do this or that. Okay, okay, we're movie ready. theater popcorn or oh. ballpark hot dog. See, this one's a tough one, right? Because oh. there's nothing like a good hot dog at a baseball game, but there's nothing better than like a good full buttered and salted hot dog. I would say hot dog. I'm, I think I'm going with popcorn. I want I want a South Bend Piper. Hot dog. Piper would kill me if I didn't say popcorn because that's what she loves. So Piper, this one's for you. Which, popcorn. Side note: I mean, I, obviously, we talked about the last three episodes, all my Top Gun references. But like, we went to Top Gun after dinner. We were stuffed, and like, we were walking into the theater. And Beth goes, "I'm sorry, I have to have popcorn." And she <laughs> she bailed and went and got some popcorn before the movie. And it nice. hits. Popcorn oh, hits, so but dude, a, a ballpark Frank. Oh, yeah, not, not, not like a ballpark Frank, but like. You know what I'm talking about. From like the ballpark. Actual ballpark. Yeah. All right. Hot dog. Let's, Aaron's ooh, are phenomenal, too. Let's do another one here. Actually, here's a fun question. Do you like Aaron hot dogs better or like Costco? I like... Like Kirkland brand. I like Aaron's. Aaron's hot dogs are I favorite. like the actual like ballpark brand. Mm. They're solid. But, oh, that's They're solid. Okay, we got another one? All right, this All or right. that. Nike or Adidas? Uh, Adidas, 100%. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with it. I'm not that old. So here's the real question. Why did you choose Adidas? I have a reason why I chose Adidas. So because they're comfortable. <laughs> That's about the only reason. But everything's comfortable. No, no. If that's the that's case, not. you should be rocking them's dad new balances. Those white no, new balances no, no, with the grass no. stains on I them. I actually. With the jorts. No, I do the Pumas. The foam slip. That's what I use. You are a Puma guy, aren't you? Your, your red ones are Pumas, right? Uh, my old ones are. Yeah. The new ones aren't. The you know new I, ones are from Amazon. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. See, I chose Adidas because everyone else in my class was Nike. I grew up back in Northwest Indiana. He just Indiana, wanted to be different. Outside of Gary, and I wanted to be a little different. Everyone loved Nike and Jordans. I'm like, nope, I want Adidas, so I chose Adidas. All right, one more. Fresh P- Prince of Bel-Air or Full House? Oh, there's no question. Fresh Full Prince. House. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Really? Wow. You would rather choose Mary Dude. Kate and Ashley Olsen over? No, wait. Over? No, wait. Over the Fresh Prince. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, rewinders, you'll get it <laughs> eventually. <laughs> if, if it depends how far back you've yeah. gone. Uh, so <laughs> denomination. That was a denomination episode. Oh, I, I paused yet? Or the the Sunday service was designed for believers. Unbelievers, maybe? I don't it was we got early. Heated. On. We got heated on that one. But uh, no, Uncle Jesse, man, and Joey and Danny. Like, I got one word. I got one counter argument. Okay, Uncle Phil. Did you ever see that episode yeah. where Will Smith? 
like Cut. actually cried on his shoulder yes. because he was yes. saying everything about his dad when yes. in, the, in the pool hall yep. when he had to pull his butt out of all these different things. Right. But they were stuck in like Vegas or something like that, and they had to you know. Uncle Phil's good. Uncle Phil. I'm was not glorious. downing. I'm not downing Fresh. I love Fresh Prince, but I'm saying if I had to choose one or the other. Probably be Full House. Mm -mm. Give me Fresh Prince, man. Yeah, I love, I me love some Full House. So I, it's like it's like Family Matters, right? I love Family Matters too. Steve Urkel. Um, but I would still probably pick Full House because just the dynamic of them. It's like, oh man, that'd be so cool to have like two uncles and my dad. Like this is so cool. Like how they all interact. And Jesse's the cool one who rides the Harley, and the Joey's the funny one. It's like and they the all goofball. You they are all, Joey. They all have like you the, would rock Uncle but, Joey. Honestly, right. The three of them make up the like perfect dad, right? A dad who, who's, who's clean and responsible, funny, but rides a Harley. I but mean, not in real life. Yeah, not. Bob Saget no. was a nasty. Mm -mm. I mean, I, I mean, rest in peace. But still, <laughs> like his his guy. One day so, so, his comedy sketch was on Netflix. I'm like, oh, let's give this a shot. I went, oh no, yeah, no, can't play that. Yeah. around. The Anyways, place. but so no, Fresh that's Prince what, of Bel Air, hundred percent. All right, the lessons that Uncle Phil taught, you know, Will. But, and then there was Will and Carlton's relationship and the OG and Viv. OG and Viv. I feel like you need to go and rewatch Full House, the original Full I did. House. You need to do it I again. did recently. What? But still, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is also like, that was when I started like, this is my show. You know what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about? Like when you're at like that teenager age, when you're like, this is my show. Dude, that like show was teenager. on way before you were Oh, no, but it was on every day after we got home from school when our Amish oh, Okay. So yeah, Fresh Prince, 100% Fresh Prince, bro. All right. Well, Fresh Prince. thank you for playing and, and putting up with our party cue talk. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what coffee are we drinking tonight, bro? This is actually one of the coffees that uh, Mr. Rodney Buse from mm. But What Does the Bible Say sent to me. Can you me. top me off, actually? Uh, I'll just hand you. Can you hand you, it to me? Because this is really yummy. Um, so this is his, it's called Steady Hand. Um, and it is uh, very good. Very fruity. Notes. Yeah, it's very fruity. It's full body, too. Like, very it's not... full body. And it was made out of the drip, which like I was like, oh, okay, this isn't going to be that great because it's drip. You might want to shake it before you. Oh. It's probably settled. Shake, shake, shake. Or it. not. But, uh, I didn't pour it yet. Okay. I'm trying to have a steady hand when I pour. Steady. Yeah, because the roadcaster's right there. Well, no, and it's <laughs> called steady hand coffee. Oh, yeah. There Oops. you go. Wait, where's the pad? Get on my level, folder. Get on my level. So, yeah, it's a very, very, very good coffee. I think this is like a dessert coffee. Yes, Like, 100%. this is one, like, you eat a good steak and baked potato, and then, like, you have a piece of pie in this coffee. Oh, well, I was going to say a piece of cinnamon coffee cake. Ooh, that's uh, even better. We'll Actually, go with that monkey one. bread. Monkey bread. Oh, the pull-apart monkey bread? Yeah, Dude, boy. Okay, so, I love my wife. We had meatloaf on the menu. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it. Once I She's saw that it was on the menu. Like monkey bread has been her thing lately. Dude, I am here. I'm gonna get I am never better, gonna be skinny. You better slow down, you're gonna start looking like me. Well, I already told Beth. <laughs> I already told Beth. I said I will never Listen, ever and I, I pulled up a picture. I'm like, I will never look like this again. And the, she goes, Good. This, I'm like, oh, this show only works when you're the skinny guy and I'm the fat guy, okay? It's it's I'm the comic relief and you're the I don't you're the you're the normal the average. You're the looks. Yeah. You're yeah. the looks. I'm the comic relief. There we go. You're, I, I, I'm your uncle. You're, you're stop, Joey and I'm Jesse. Stop eating. No, you're more like Danny. But stop eating. <laughs> I'm an impatient okay, Danny on. Tanner. I'm an impatient Danny come Tanner. Come on. Let's be honest. That's true. That's true. No, I haven't been to the gym in a few weeks because so of life, man. So Shea is like a Danny Taylor. Or like a, I'm sorry, uh, a Jesse. No, he is not. Oh, I, could, I could totally see shows. So, you remember what he's in a metal band? He was in a metal band and all that stuff. Yeah, that would but be not Uncle rock Jesse. and roll. Jesse was like he's, blue suede shoes. I, but that 
that could have been great balls of fire. That, but that would have been so she at the end of the eighties and early nineties before metal was a big thing. I, I guarantee know. if he was an adult, he would have been wearing like the whole parachute pant looking thing with the like colored cut off and riding the Harley with the long hair. That would have been so Shay. So Shay proved me wrong. Prove us <laughs> wrong. I actually want to know what so <laughs> All right. Let's dive into this review though. Oh, this one is your you, you review. Cause I why just, do I have to read this one? Because you wrote the topic and I just thought, thought it was funny it doesn't it, 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 there are words in here that i can say <laughs> every word in this review i can yes, actually yes, say you can except for the name okay so this review is left for us over on apple podcast which reminder if you're over on apple podcast leave us a rating and review even though we are officially past the 100 review giveaway oh my spotify's playing even though we are officially past the 100 review giveaway we still want those review and i'm checking right now on spotify Spotify, we have 332 nice. ratings. So, and I believe we're yeah. up over 315 subscribers on YouTube. And if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel and you want to get kind of the, the funny jokes of the fat kid joke, go check us out on YouTube if you my aren't there done. already. I did my hair for the show. So I did not. I, I'm just bumming it again. There so. you go. But anywho, so this review is left for us from April 20th, 2022 from... <laughs> <laughs> Literally... <laughs> Where are you from, bro? What Nordic okay, country wait, are you from? It's G-G-J-H-J-K-L-K-J-H-F-S-A-S-D-G-K-H-F-S. I think it's Sabrina. Her cat's got a hold of her keyboard. <laughs> so anyway. Like a cat just walks across the keyboard when you're trying to do this. That's but a good anywho, name. Oh, this is um, not Sabrina because it says my girlfriend. So this is oh. definitely not Sabrina. This my, is why you should bad. never pretense my genders, bad, girl, right? My bad, my bad. Anyway, so it says I've been listening to, let's see I've listened to about four podcasts already in one day. Nice. I have been struggling with my Christian lifestyle recently. My girlfriend challenged me to a 30-day challenge of only listening to Christian music and podcasts. Y'all were the number one that popped up when I searched Christian podcasts. This uh, this podcast really has made me feel more confident and has encouraged me to grow my faith. I love everything y'all do and everything I have already learned. I listen to the podcast at work during my 11-hour shift, so I have plenty of time to listen and to not only listen, but absorb the information. This is helping me a lot with my day-to-day life. I love y'all so much already, and I'm sure it will just continue to grow. Well, That is awesome. G-G-J-H-G. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. I love the name. <laughs> it's, it's very Cardi B of you. Wow. I can't even do I can't even do her like like oh like when she does like oh like oh car but she does that like like I, like I can't even I can't even imitate Cardi B. Beth has a terrifyingly good impression of Cardi B making fun of her saying okay. Oh. But anywho, so but if you've left us a review, reach out to us. It's on anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, email, and we're just on, let us know a, where a, we can send that mini swag bag. As I said in the so or in the and Getty video, we're on all the socials. On all besides TikTok. We're, <laughs> we're not on TikTok. We're on all takes, the, well, Actually, it takes too much work. I, re- I had made us a TikTok, but then I was like, no, nah, I didn't do anything with it, and I deleted it because I was spending too much time watching TikTok. We're on TikTok? We I, we technically We're have TikTok. a TikTok account, but there's nothing on it. <laughs> TikTok takes too much work. You know what? It's hard enough for me. I can't even keep up with the twi- Twitter anymore. No one can. I mean, shoot, it's, it's, it's all bots. Yeah, that's all, it's all it is, bo- so. Which I'm curious to see what's going to happen if Elon Musk is really going to drop it or not. We're going to find out. We'll, we'll see. Anyways, we let's dive into this conversation. So we Mark, are you jumping into this conversation. And to be honest with you, I mean, we're recording this right now in the middle of Pride Month, June, which honestly, that has nothing to do why we brought up this conversation. It's been more the fact of the more you and I have had conversations with other people and trying to figure out 
just how we're supposed to live the Christian life, mm. many times you often hear the phrase come up like, well, I, I'm, who am I to judge? Which, right. to be honest with you, I've said that a lot. Like about certain things, I'm like, well, you know, I don't really agree, but who am I to judge on on this, that, or the other when it comes to lifestyle preferences sure. or like, like not like who you're going to love, but legitimate lifestyle preferences or, but you hear this a lot in today's culture when it comes around like the LGBT conversation where, you know, love is love. Don't judge nobody before you know them and who, who you're not supposed to judge and Christian aren't supposed to judge. So just let only it be, God let it be. can judge me. Only God can judge me, which we talked about, I think in the Christian coffee mug episode, Probably. but you know, it seems like more and more the conversation comes up the more and more Christians are accused of being judgmental. You know, mm. with Roe v. Wade, w with all that conversation that's coming out of the, the Supreme Court, with obviously with, with Pride Month, with, you know, different things like with, um, uh, I don't want to just say woke theology, but like, 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 you know, Black Lives Matter and these different things that are all dividing the church where people are falling on one side or the other. Generally, it's almost like it's a silver bullet when someone mm. just says, well, who are you to judge? Or like, well, you're not supposed to judge. Or, you know, I'm just, I, I'm not here to judge anybody. And it works because Christians are in instantly like, <gasps> well, right. And that's it. It's, and when someone said it to me, when someone's <laughs> like, well, who are you to judge? I want to be like, uh, yeah, good. Um, yeah, good point. And, no, and, like, and like I, you don't know what to do. Cause you immediately start to self-reflect and like total loose uh, track of the conversation. Right, because it's, in my opinion, it's, I don't know if it's a red herring or if it's a straw man, or I think it might be a red herring. Where it's the fact of you're having a legitimate, intelligent conversation, then all of a sudden it's like, well, who are you to judge? I'm like, whoa, well, that didn't, okay, well, I guess we're done with this conversation yeah, now. It's, this conversation's over. <laughs> and, and that's what it is, is the fact of whenever people are having tough conversations about lifestyle, sure. generally when it comes to what one, pe one set of groups says, this is a preference, whereas another set of groups says, no, 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 this is truth, generally the side whatever side is feeling like they're the ones being attacked, they just say, well, who are you to judge? Right. And for us as Christians, to be honest with you, I don't want to be known as someone who judges people either. Quick you know? question. Right? Yeah, go for it. It has to do with the podcast, but not exactly everything I think we're going to talk about tonight. But I, I when people say that, right, I, I wonder if it's a defense mechanism because they don't want to actually find truth or what truth is, but it's a deflection of, I just want to live in my sin. You talking about my story again? No, no, but is that your story? Well, I mean, what was done to me? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> your eyes just got big. I was like, oh, oh, oh. see, I felt like I was judging. <laughs> I wasn't no, trying no, to. No, but seriously, though, like, like, there's been people where it's like they are caught in their sin, and it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, well, you know, like, it's, let's 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 just not look at what's right or wrong yeah. here, but let's really just talk about what's best. You're for judging me. Okay, that's an instant like, uh. I'm rubber, your glue statement almost. Right, right, exactly. And that's the thing is the fact that, well, you're judging me. And it's like, yes, I am. And so, which comes to the question of, okay, so is, A, do we have a bad definition of what judging mm. actually means? Mm -hmm. And then, the, the, then there's a bunch of other questions that fall along the same side of, can Christians judge people? Can Christians judge unbelievers? Because you hear that a lot where it's like, mm. well, we as believers can't hold unbelievers to a believer standpoint. So yeah, of course we can't judge. And people fall on different sides of the argument with that side. I know we'll get into that conversation. Right. And then can like can Christians judge other Christians inside of the Christian faith? Mm. And then this is something that I I I didn't put any notes down on this one because it was just a question I wanted to float out there and then we can chat about it at the end. Is is accountability and judging someone the same or is it different? Because oh. what some people view as accountability 
they view as judging. And that thought process comes from a post from, uh, I think he's, I think it's the naked pastor is the Instagram account wait, in the, wait, 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 yeah. What? Well, the idea of exposure. Oh, like, like, like the, expo- like, I thought it was like, like a nudist colonist or something <laughs> like, hi, welcome no, to the nudist no, colony. No, no, I'm no, the naked no, no, pastor. No, no, no. He's been around for a long time. You know, we got um, one right down the road here. Right? And I actually, I'm, I think it's the naked pastor. I'm trying to see, uh, I'm sorry. I just threw up a big rabbit. Yeah, trail. yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, David Hayward, <laughs> naked pastor, 109,000 followers on Instagram, and he had a post, and someone tagged me, in it and they wanted my opinion on it, and I just haven't gotten back to it yet. So, um, if that person is listening, give me a little bit, and I'll get back to it. But inside of that post, man, homeboy posts a lot. Geez, bro, could you like slow down so I can find this for me? Uh, like drive on the ship. Well, no, 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 no. There's a reason for it. It's the fact of they were talking about in the thing of what's the difference between like control and accountability. And sure. what pastors say, oh no, 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 we have accountability in our church. People on the outside go, no, that's not accountability. That's manipulation and that's control. Mm. And you you see that inside the church where it's like if I'm trying to hold you to a certain standard, people are instantly thrown back and they're like, oh, you're just trying to control my life. And it's like, hmm. no, I'm, I'm trying to live according to God's standards. And then all of a sudden, that's where a lot of people, I think, kind of drop and walk away right? where they can't differentiate in their own minds. Is this accountability or is this someone trying to control me? Because there is a lot of stories. I mean, even coming out of specifically the independent fundamental Baptist world right. where it is a controlling denomination whether or not you call it a denomination or not, that's what sure. it is. Where if you leave that denomination, those pastors will cause every one of your friends to turn their backs on you, mm. and they will badmouth you from the pulpit. They will use fear and manipulation tactics to keep people in line and in order. So it's like, is that what's happening here? Where if we're calling people to repentance and we're calling people into accountability, are we actually judging them? Are we supposed to just let the Holy Spirit do his thing? And then we kind of just walk and do our thing and not worry about anybody else. So I figured that would be kind of the tone of the conversation today is just to figure out what on earth does the Bible actually have to say about judging? Does the Bible say we should judge or shouldn't judge? And then are there good or bad ways to do it? And then we'll just see if we come out on uh, at the end of this conversation, like unscathed. <laughs> Probably will or not. So, <laughs> any, so I brought some Bible passages along Let's with me. Let's listen you know? in. So yeah, this is going to be a... I Grab think your Bible. Is this going to be a Mark page. Talk conversation the, today? You I know think? what? I'm enjoying the ride right now. I can tell you, It's like, oh, wow. I could actually... You know what? I'm you could, you could drink some coffee, bro. All right, man. You, I will say you go this. go for it. I got you. When, when it's like a solo podcaster, I feel for you guys who do solos every single day because like for us, we can just have little coffee sip breaks. Or I can just say, hey, Mark, take the... Mark, take the wheel. Take it from my hand. I'm going to drink my coffee now. I'm not going to hit that next I know. I'm going I'm to leave that for the, for the Carrie Underwood. I was trying to come up with a joke, and I couldn't. So, anyway, so I brought three specific passages and a lot more, but three specific passages where it specifically talks about judging and not judging. And when people talk about, oh, you know, don't judge me, don't judge me, Jesus says don't judge me, this is kind of where that that whole mindset comes from, all right? right? So the big passage that comes out of this whole conversation is Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. And in that, um, we, we talked about this specific passage later on, Matthew 7, in the couple episodes ago, didn't we? Because this this is coming out of the Sermon on the Mount. Yes. The yes. woe the wo to use? Yes. This is also, I think, paral- it's a parallel passage to the next one that you have on. Yeah, yeah. They're all. both parallel passages. So we talked about this one recently. So Jesus was on the Sermon on the Mount, and he was teaching his disciples and there's a bunch of other people there. And 
comes out of Matthew 5, which is all about the Beatitudes and Matthew 6. And then this is coming out of into Matthew 7 right at the top. It says, do not judge so that you won't be judged. And many people put a period there. <laughs> well, there is a period. It just well, goes they, on. They, they period the rest of the Bible. The, 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 the transcribers put a period there. there so let me rephrase that. So. Right. So it says, do not judge so that you won't be judged. And again, these are all CSB. For with the judgment you use, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but don't notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye. And look, there's a stinking log in your eye. Jesus said stinking. So there's a stinking log in your eye. Not really. You hypocrite. Take the log out of your own eye first, and then you can see clearly and take the speck out of your brother's eye. And then, and yeah, you're right. In a very similar passage, because they're, you know, synoptic gospels that kind right. of all have the same sources and whatnot. In Luke 6, 37 through 42, it says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and run over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind guide the blind? Won't they both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but don't notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck out of the speck that is in your eye. When you yourself don't even see the log in your own eye, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck in your brother's eye. So real quick question. Okay. Pastor Mark. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, is, are these parallel passages referring to we shouldn't judge, or are they saying something else? Um, how about we get into that in a minute? I was, I was trying to go to you, and I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I know. Uh, so, so we are going right. to get into that. I mean, flat out, we have to admit that it says, do not judge, and you will not be judged. You know, that's what that's what Jesus says. Is, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. But the question is, is what is Jesus actually communicating there? Is he saying, don't judge, or is he saying, do judge, but expect the same judgment to be used against you as well. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to stop you. I'll, no, no, I'll no, no, no. That's I, good. I was trying to go you a little bit into, uh, into going a little bit. I love it. And so passage. we're going to jump into James, which it seems like we've been in James a lot in this podcast it's been as well. awesome. I and love I'm here James. For it. So in James 4, uh, verses 1 through 12, this is a big Bible passage, and I got some other bigger ones coming along here in a minute. So James 4, verses 1 through 12 says this. What is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from the cravings that are at war within you? You desire and you don't have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war. You do not have because you do not ask. And you ask and don't receive because you ask wrongly so that may, you may spend it on your own desires for pleasure. Adulteresses, do you know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? So whoever wants to be the world's friend becomes God's enemy. Or do you think it's without reason? The scripture says that the spirit he has caused to live in us yearns jealously. But he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded people. Be miserable, and mourn, and weep. Your laughter must change the mourning, and your joy to sorrow. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt, exalt you. And this is where the next verse comes in. Don't criticize one another, brothers. He who criticizes a brother or judges his brother criticizes the law and judges the law. 
But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but now you are a judge. There is one lawgiver and one judge who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Mm. So, and the reason why I wanted to bring that passage in, I know there's a whole lot to break down on that James 4. We're not going to look at the big thing, but basically what it's saying inside of that is the fact of all the issues that we have in life is because we have issues inside of ourselves that we mm. have to deal with, which is kind of talking about the speck in their eye, but there was a big old log in your eye. Sure. But flat out, it says, do not criticize one another, brothers. He who criticizes the brother or judges his brother criticizes the law. And therefore you're criticizing God. And now you are the judge. And now that's not the place you are supposed to be. So, you know, right off the bat, off of uh, preliminary, just simple reading right here, we see, don't judge, don't criticize don't do it. Well, but there's... So how do we handle these passages? And that's, okay. bam, okay. that's where the question right. goes, homie. So this is where you, so I get to drink my coffee. I'm going to jump into the James 4, 1 through 12 first, right? Because we just read it in context. But people don't and always I always want to bring a lot of verses to context. People yep. don't always hear it in context, right? They forget what was at the beginning. So what was the very first verse? What did it say, Mark? Verse 1, James 4. What is the source of wars and fights among you? Okay. Keep going. Uh, don't they come from the cravings that are at war within you? Mm, your desires and do not have. You desire and do not have. I'm sorry. So the if you take those little bit right there, right, and you work your way down of all the stuff, you, you the wars and the fighting among you are coming from cravings within you because you have to do this and you don't do that. And you do this and you don't do that. And it goes on and on. And then it says you should humble yourself and don't criticize. Then it goes into don't criticize. So I... Reading this in context, 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 context. <laughs> would say that the reason why James is putting this don't criticize one another, brothers, is not necessarily because he doesn't want you to criticize or judge, but because they're doing it from the wrong motives. Okay. There's a motive here, right? The motive comes from their, their Your cravings. Your sounds like it's falling apart. Well, that's because the people are right above us. <laughs> but it comes from... From their cravings and their motives, which is why there's a war within you. You desire and do not have. You murder and you covet and you cannot obtain, right? So these are the things that are evil desires within us. And that's why we're being told, don't you judge them because look at how you are right now. Right, And, and, and the humility part comes right before that too, where it's right. talking about the fact of humble yourself before God. And if you are humbling yourself before God, right. you can't be a judge if you're humbling yourself. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded people. Right, And and when it, right. when the Bible talks about humbling yourself, the, 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 the mental picture you almost have to have is, bringing yourself under prostrate you know and, That's and what so I think like humble. if you're humbling yourself and this is what i think of like when when someone's actually seeking after repentance you see like in the like like, like okay um lay miz right right so in lay miz um, and i might be getting some facts wrong but i've never he, seen it so okay so i can it. say whatever i want and we're what, gonna whatever so, you want uh, hugh jackman's character you know after he's found out he's stolen the the gold from the church and he has this big you know musical number and come to for lack of a better word come to god moment he like basically like falls down and humbles himself underneath the love of what the church showed to him. Mm. And because they were like, was, is this the thief that stole your stuff? And the church was like, no, 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 no. We gave it to him. We, we gave it all to him. Mm. And it was a moment for him of pure humility of what he, what they did for me. How could I not humble myself underneath them? Right. And you see that all the time with, when it comes to, you know, humbling yourself is to make low and to honestly expose yourself too. like, well, I think the Greek term 
it means to make yourself lowly or prostrate, right? Right. To where you're like face flat on the floor. Right. And and the reason for that is you're showing your neck to the king too. Yes. Like you are literally at the mercy of yes. whoever you are showing There's, humility when to. When you're face down, especially in, in the biblical culture in which we find we're reading in, it is a culture where you have to be kind of upright to defend yourself. But if you're prostrate lying on the floor, there's yourself. zero defense. Right. You lay yourself, bold, you know, well, not boldly, but humbly before, before the, whatever and, and are going to expect whatever results are given. Right. And so when we look at this James 4 passage where it talks about, it's literally saying, humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you. This is talking right. about you taking care of yourself. Right. Making sure you're in the right standing with God. Making sure you humble yourself because, you know, if you and I let ourselves do what we want to do, we're constantly going to be at war with each other. We're right. constantly going to be at war with our wives. We're constantly going to be at war with our kids. Well, and there's a power struggle. And, and this is where the biggest struggle with our family comes in. With yes. The power struggles I have with my kids. If my kids want to be the boss, uh, daddy's the boss. Right. And then all of a sudden there's conflict. Or struggles with your spouse of, right. oh, I want to do it this way. And they're not on board with the way you want to do it. They want to, <laughs> toilet paper. Uh, they want it under, you want it over, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a power struggle. Like, oh, why can't you? And it's like, no, humble yourself. Just, just. Just let okay. give, just give in. It's not a big deal. You don't have to be all like, I can't, they're so stupid. Like that's the judging I think and criticizing I think is like, oh, I can't believe they're so stupid. Don't they know that the the drawing says it's supposed to be over, not under, and they want to put it under, you know what I mean? And I think that's what he said. Stop that. That's the war. The war within yourself, you're causing yourself because you're doing this. Don't do that. Humble yourself. So come out of this passage then where it says, don't criticize one another. He who criticizes or judges criticizes the law and judges them sure however goodness coffee got stuck in my throat Dang um it. but then when you go back up to matthew yes it just says do not judge so you won't be judged right but then it says for the judgment you used you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you continue on in luke it says do so, not judge do not condemn but instead forgive however at the same time it doesn't just say don't judge. It just says you will be judged by the same level of judgment. You isn't judge right else. after this passage, correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong on this one, mm -hmm. but I thought right after this passage, isn't it the parable of the, the servant who was forgiven many talents? Uh-huh. And what, if we look at that parable and compare it to this, right? Cause it was all one, one sermon basically. Right. If we look at it that way. Uh, so he goes right into that. And what was it? It was that the King showed mercy and then the, uh, then the servant went out and like required even less from the other servant. And then, he, you know, all that stuff. Um, was it actually, that one or was it no, not? that, okay. um, that's later on. Okay. I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So what's so, right after this um, one? Right before is, um, the kingdom over everything conversation where okay. but seek yep. first the kingdom sure. and all these things will be added to you. Sure. Yep. Then what's it right talks about this? do not judge. Um, and then this is where it gets interesting. So, and I, and I brought this up too, where it's like, where we, if we have the conversation of, I have six things to keep in mind. How many? When it comes to judging others. Six. Good job. Six. There's six. Six. I can say that because I don't have a TH uh, to the and end. And then you just add a TH at the end. Six. There you go. Perfect. You got it. Yeah, it's not like a snake now. Um, but, you know, when you keep reading in Matthew 7, yeah. we like to stop where it's like, hypocrites, take out the beam out of what out of your own sure. eye, and then you will see clearly and take the splinter out of your brother's eye. Right. But then all of a sudden it goes, don't give what is holy to dogs or toss your pearls before pigs, or they will trample them under their feet, turn right. and tear you to pieces. Like, he literally just called people dogs and pigs. So he which just is, judged, right? He, that's the worst slam you could give to somebody. Right. Well, so, outside of being called so, a Samaritan. So it goes right to, from, it's like a whiplash moment. Well, exactly. So that's why I don't think 
So what does that mean, though? What the fact said, that Jesus sorry. says, you know, don't judge, but then all of a sudden he's like, don't give the what so, to pigs and a I dog. I think I, from... And then it, then it talks about ask, see, you know, ask will be given you, seek yes. and you'll find, not yeah, okay, will be open gotcha. to you. All right. Yeah. Enter so, the kingdom. So, so yeah, we're in the kingdom principles at that point. Um, so what I take from this is that it's not necessarily that you can't judge, right? Mm-hmm. It says do not judge so that you won't be judged. It's saying you don't have to judge. One, we only have, well, I won't go into that point yet. We'll talk about that later. But this is more of, of a similar passage of like James 4, right? Okay. Where it's, uh, you need to humble yourself, right? You need to go take the, the log out of your own eye before you can even attempt to help a brother take a speck out of theirs. It's a self-examination moment, right? How can I, as a porn addict, cheating on my wife, murderer come up to you and go hey listen you were pretty unkind to that person (laughs) i think i think jesus is saying hey self-reflect right and then this is where galatians 6 1 comes in right when you're restoring a brother who's fallen to Mm -hmm. sin do so in gentleness and love so that you yourself will not fall into the same same temptation that's uh, this is what i believe that passage Paul bases it off of his right here. And it's it's not sayings. talking about, you know, don't judge so you won't be judged. You know, if if your brother's wearing yellow and you're wearing blue, right. it's the fact of, no, no, there's there's a speck in your brother's eye, which is something that's not okay. It needs to come out. And the intention of getting that speck out is not a bad, it's not bad. It it's a back, good intention. It comes back to attitude though, right? Right, yep. Because you have your, you got your own issues. And a lot right. of this, you know, Jesus was doing a, like the woe to you. And he even says, you hypocrites. Right. And generally when he's using the word, hypocrite he's talking to the religious leaders too oh yeah most, and, most and of so time. when i think of a religious leader again and and again i can only speak out of the world that i came from right and hearing a lot of stories where you hear of these pastors who will call people okay um good example right so that hillsong documentary right with carl yep. lentz yep where carl lentz was calling people and basically saying like oh you shouldn't do this and you can't do that and then all of a sudden you look at his life and you're like who are you right to, yep. to say this and it's like, you're not worried about yourself. You're worried about everybody else and everyone else's opinion and, and feeling of you. Oh, snap, right. I'm preaching to myself. But, you know, when we call someone out for what's going on in their life, I, th- I think you're right. It goes back to of what is the purpose we're trying to do? Are we trying to help get the speck out of the brother's eye? Or yeah. are we trying to, for lack of a better word, criticize them for having the speck? I think right. that's part of it because, you know, and, and again, maybe this is me reading to the text a little bit too much. And I don't know. Because you're not criticizing. Well, you're not condemning. It's more of... They're, I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to be like, dang. And I think that's more so it's like, you know what, Fuller? You know, I can't believe you keep eating all that junky fast food and putting that in your body. Like, who are you to do that? And if I'm criticizing you for your lifestyle and those choices, right. which, again, are they good? Well, probably not. I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, pounding Big Macs all day long, it ain't good for you. It ain't good for the arteries. I can't afford it. <laughs> That's also true. Um, no, you could afford it if it was just for you, but you also have Janiel and the three no, kids. No, not, not eating out all the time. I couldn't. <laughs> but, right, but it's the fact of if I'm trying to say, hey, this is what's going on, but you sure. look at me and you're like, are you kidding, Mark? Do you see what's right. going on in your own life? Like, well, who are I, you to do that? And I think that ties right into the story of the uh, woman caught in adultery, right, where mm, where they yeah. drug her out before Jesus and said, this is what this is what we did. Uh you know, the law says we should do this. What do you say? And he's like, <laughs> he who is without sin cast first stone. Why? Because we all have sin, right? And right, they came, right, they and, came and, about it in a judgmental way. Right, and, and they weren't a, trying to restore this woman. They they, yes, they literally, because yes. back then, adultery wasn't just the woman would be killed, but to be caught in adultery, he had to have been a married man, and he right. would have been dragged in front of everybody too. Right. And they're like, where's the dude? And they literally grabbed, the Bible says they grabbed her and threw her in front of Jesus like, 
Homegirl probably just had the sheet on her. Right. Like they caught her in the, uh, which is a if setup. that, if that, like right? They wanted to right. get this person who, granted, Jesus never said, "Oh, what you're doing is fine. Don't worry about it." He said, "Go and sin no more." Right. But it's the fact of they were trying to use this to a trap Jesus, but yes. also to condemn this woman right. rather than be like, "Hey, was, no, we we know you're doing this." It was a double we judgment moment, right? Right. Like I think of Joseph. Right. We we read that Joseph being a fair and righteous man right. sought to put Mary away quietly because yeah. he didn't want her to die. He was like, I'm not judging you for it. I just don't know what's going on, but I love you too much to do it. So we're well, going to try to do this right. And even knowingly knowing that if he puts her away quietly, right. And doesn't bring it out. So now he doesn't get this dowry back mm-hmm. all this money. He has to give to the family to be able to marry Mary. <laughs> he loses that, right? He loses a big, I never thought a of that. Big I never thought of that of, you know, his finances or whatever he had to do for a dowry, he does not get that back in that culture because she was not caught in the act of adultery and he didn't accuse her of that. So if putting it away quietly, he took a significant loss to do that. So, yeah. And, and that's why he was counted as a righteous man. And well, that's exactly what the angel said. So, right. <laughs> but anyways. And, and, and so let's lean into that. So, you, it's not quite time to land the plane yet, but we're getting really close. Uh, <laughs> We've totally like, we threw three verses. Deal, we, like, even, we don't even need to bring my notes. This is a great conversation. Right. I just don't want to forget these things because. Oh no, yeah. And I want know, to make sure we, t- we touch the, the stuff. I mean, you put a lot of work into this. I want to touch it. Oh, thank you. So here are the seven minus one things to keep in mind when it comes to judging others. Just here, tag team me in. Here's the six things, but it's six. It's not six. We haven't got on the sixth one. You tag me and I'll and I'll say it for you. So the six things. Number one is Jesus never said don't judge and that's it. But more so, be careful and thoughtful in how you judge. Right. Because you know we keep reading Matthew five six. Don't give what is holy to dogs or toss your purse before pigs or they will trample them under their feet. And it's more. And I was trying to read what that passage was talking about without having a whole sermon about it. Well, let me go grab my commentaries over here. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> but kidding. basically, you know, I, I was like, okay, let's take everything I read and boil it down to a sentence and. Sure. What most people even say is it simply means that we are to use wisdom and discretion, but hypocritical judgment is not okay. And this is, you know, taking uh, or talking in the context of relationships too. So, you know, this is talking about brothers, right? Right. So this is people who you are in relationship with and you're using wisdom and discretion because if you're trying to help someone who, and this is where it gets kind of hard, where it's like, I'm not saying like someone who isn't trying to be help worthy, but it talks about you know, using wisdom and don't cast your pearls before the swine or the dogs or they'll, they they won't just destroy what you gave them. They will destroy you. Right. So you have to use wisdom and discretion in how you do this. But Jesus never says, just don't judge and move on. Right. It's more the fact of what's the purpose behind what you're trying to do. The motive. Right. And so, and and to continue on with that, you know, if we read in John seven verses, uh, John seven, verse 24, Jesus says, don't judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Mm. So Jesus is saying that, yes, it's okay to judge. It's okay to have righteous judgment, but don't just judge according to appearance. So don't just judge what you There's, see. Again, back you know? to motives. <laughs> right. And a lot of times, I think this is where I have a big struggle because I'm mm. very quick to judge based off appearance. Sure. And I think this is some of the call. And I mean, I don't want to get too political, but I think this is some of the call of what Black Lives Matter was trying to pull out as a fact of you can't just judge someone just because they're black. Right. And we both agree with that statement. Of course, 100%. 100%. And, and, I, so, and I think the Bible agrees with that statement, obviously. And I think that most most Christians, right, that read scripture would agree right. with that statement. And and because people all the time say, like, don't you can't judge me. You don't know me. 
Right. And that's what a lot of people say, which we'll get to that statement in a second. Because that's another silver bullet people try to do. Don't, you judge, don't judge, a book judge me. By, don't judge a book by its cover. And then me as a graphic designer goes, then why on earth did I spend all that time making that book cover? That's what... <laughs> <laughs> because it catches the eye. Right. And so a book cover isn't bad, but a right. book cover at the same time, this is where the difference is, is a book cover is not to a book, but a book cover, when you look at a person, that's like what clothes they're wearing. Right. Um, but you know, it, uh, I, I, I digress. <laughs> anyway, um, but anyway, so when you read that passage though, in John seven twenty four, to kind of put it into context, you know, this comes directly through John seven twenty four. That was a direct quote. That passage: right. "Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment." After Jesus healed the man on a Sabbath, the religious leaders were furious and tried to pin it on the fact that Jesus hated Moses's law and had a demon inside of him. And Jesus responded with, "Well, okay, so you're cool with circumcising a boy." on the Sabbath. And that doesn't break the Sabbath because you are bringing him in, in, you know, theoretically you're doing surgery and letting him heal so he can become a Jew, right. set aside Jew. I heal a man on the Sabbath, make his whole body good. Yet you think that since I did it on the Sabbath, I got a demon. Therefore I broke the law. Right. And the Pharisees judged him according to their standard and what they had of what their belief of truth was yeah. not with the mindset of love and truth. Cause if you would look at it and like, okay, so what's the Sabbath? The idea of Sabbath is to keep it holy, is to set aside for God and for yes. for rest and enjoying him. Jesus just provided rest to this man. Right. Because back in the culture, it wasn't just like, oh, he's just a it's I think of my daughter, right? You know, we're which, pushing wait, her which one? My oldest one. Okay. Ava Grace. So we're pushing her around in a wheelchair and she's she's not she's not lame. Like she can walk. But, but when Beth got her, right. She had a she she had a drop foot and she has. I was gonna say she can walk, but she can't walk a long time, long distance. Right, and but in ancient culture, she would have just been thrown on the street and she, not even cared she, about. She would have been the the uh, the lame person at the pool of Bethsaida. Pro honestly, probably if she never Seriously. got the health of what she was dealing I with know, her entire right. life. But there's also people who are even worse than that. We will if I would look at Ava and be like, you know, it, 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 not me, but like Jesus, Jesus made her whole we get to celebrate the goodness of God of what just happened. And right. the fact that she finally physically found rest and the affairs are like, Oh, hold, hold, Time hold, out. hold up. Y'all, y'all played a, y'all played a modern worship song instead of a hymn at church. Can't believe y'all. It's like, wait, it's, it's like the same people who walk into church. Oh wait, no, no, no. You can't wear that. Here's, here's a tie for you. Here's a dress to the gallows. Oh, you brought the wrong <laughs> translation. Yeah. Oh, you, this was for me. Right. I lost sword drills. Cause I had used an NIV and not a King James. Dang it. Like it's, it's, it's the, it's that standard of sure. that's not righteous judgment. So right. what does righteous judgment means? And it means to judge according to a standard and to judge according to what's right. Right. You know, so if we're, and so Jesus says, but judge with righteous judgment, we like righteous judgment. Yes. You know, we call for that. We call for that in today's court right. hearings. Like, you know, like the whole thing with Johnny Demp and, uh, uh, Amber Heard. I just call her lion Amber. So wow. with, with those That's judgment, nah, bro, that is righteous judgment. <laughs> that is facts. Like, and that's the thing is, it's, it's like, I'm watching interviews and she's like, oh, everyone's judging. Like, now she says, she doesn't say judging me, but all these different things. And we all look at her and we're like, yeah, yeah, we do. Because it's like, what we see is factual. We're, and, and again, are we coming from right motives or not? But at the same time in that courtroom, so many people are calling for justice sure. for Deb or justice for Amber. If people were on that The whole side. thing was just sad. Yeah, the whole it, it really is. Sad. But you know, we see that with, with the, the traumas of the, the shootings. We see that with sure. the, the widows and the orphans and, and foster care and all these different things. We want justice to be served. Sure. And that's not a bad thing. 
but we have to judge according to what is righteous judgment and not just what is our own personal motives of behind and uh, that's right the vendetta of, of what are we trying to accomplish are we trying sure. to build which you know neil my counselor says are you trying to build your own kingdom mark are you trying to you know be part of god's kingdom mm. i'm like that's not cool so um but <laughs> anywho but call, if he called you out for false idol all the time and this is this is this is another bible passage that neil brings into our counseling sessions all the time is fruit root and in matthew 7 he, and this thing is he continuing let's keep reading matthew 7 because i was going to paraphrase but let's just read it. how about that so Go in matthew it. 7 15 through 20 if we continue reading after we read that don't judge others jesus says beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are raving wolves oh no no, no. you can't judge them right you can't judge them and jesus is like no they are raging wolves like this is righteous judgment right um you'll recognize them by their fruits are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, so you'll recognize them by their fruits. Now, this is talking about you know false teachers and prophets. Sure. And again, talking about the Pharisees at this time, where right. it's like you know they say they're going to do all this, but do their actions back up? What's supposedly inside their heart? Are they a bunch of whitewashed tombs? Right. And for us, I would say what this is saying is, is we know people what their motives are by their fruit of the lives of they're mm. producing. Like if like, you know, you see certain people with, you know, I, I always struggle like when we're playing basketball or sports or whatnot. And you hear about those pastors who literally have to be uninvited from open gyms because of their bad attitudes and they're wow. screaming and they're yelling and this, that, and the other, or you look at other people's lives and it's like, you, you say you're a Christian, but this, these are all the actions I'm seeing. And right. I, I, I just, are, are you okay? And I think this is where the judging of what we think of don't, don't judge them. They just doing their own thing, walking with Jesus. You know, the question is, what's the motive behind that? Are you trying to control them and make them look like you? Right. Or do you need to do some introspection and be like, okay, so am I judging them according to my own standard or God's standard? And sure. do they need help? Well, and I think that that's the important thing to remember, right? Is that as a Christian, and I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but. Go for it, homie. As a Christian, we're not supposed to hold people to our judgment. We're supposed to hold people to God's judgment. And. And hold each other to God's judgment, right? Mm-hmm. These are these are the laws passed down from God, and we should hold each other accountable. We should. That's part of the fruit, right? So one of the laws is, hey, have the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Thank you. You're welcome. So, like, that's that's the law, and love others and love God. Like, <laughs> that's the law. Okay, are you doing that? And how well are you doing that? Right. And, and that's the big thing that we got to continue to look at. And we're not saying anybody is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. We all have faults. We're all growing. Uh, Mark could probably call out about 20 things that I do wrong <laughs> easily and, and probably off the top of his head. And I could probably call out one thing that Mark does wrong. <laughs> Talk about me love too much? You love too much. No. <laughs> no. So uh, I mean, hold him back a sneeze. <laughs> you sneeze too much now. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, so that's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we have to put into perspective of it is, are we, like you said, are we holding them to something that is just a preference of ours? Or are we holding them to something that God has said and set forth through his, through the apostles and through his word? Right. Mm-hmm. Was it something that was instructed to us to follow? And uh, 
Did you get it? Did you let it go? Yeah, I got it. Let it fly. I got it. Let it fly. There goes that. It was like a weird sneeze burp. It's like a. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It was really weird. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's hurry up. Thanks and, for stalling me. And run through the rest right. of this and, because and, we're at. And 50 here's the deal: minutes. is we've talked about all of these, but sure. so I, I, I'll, I'll just hit the highlights of those, and we'll keep moving on. Copy that. Uh, so the number four thing of we see of you know should we judge others or not is the Bible says that we are to help brothers and sisters realize and stop sinning. Like that's what we're called to do as Christians is to come alongside right. one another and help us stop sinning. Oh, you got Galatians six one in there. But, but before we get to that, we're going back to James. We're going back to our brother James. James five. Oh, James chapter number five verses nineteen and twenty says, "My brothers, if anyone among you strays from the truth and someone turns him back, he should know that whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save his life from death and cover a multitude of sins." Mm-hmm. Galatians six one. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in any wrongdoing. You who are spiritual should restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so you won't be tempted also. Oh, I love that one. Uh, Matthew 18, 15, going back to Jesus. If your brother sins against you, go and rebuke him in private. And if he listens, you have won your brother. Luke 17, 1 through 4, Jesus said to his disciples, offenses will certainly come, but woe to the one they come through. It would be better for him if a millstone was hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard, brother and sisters. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in one day and comes back to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. So right off the bat, we see that if we find a brother or sister in sin, we are come along. We are called to come alongside. Right that person and help them stop sinning, which we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. Um, the fifth one that I got is the gospel in and of itself is actually judgmental. Oh, what? I thought, yeah. You mean the gospel is judging and offensive? Yep. Okay. Because it's saying that you are wrong and you are a sinner and you need to be saved <laughs> in and outside yourself. Right. I mean, that's what the gospel is, is the fact of while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. All of sin have fallen short of the glory of God. There is nothing in and of ourselves that we can do to help us come back to God. No one seeks God. No one no one goes after righteousness. But while but but while we were dead in our trespasses and sin, Christ made us alive through him. You sound like you're quoting a lot of Romans. <laughs> I am quoting a lot of Romans right there. And that's but that's right. the gospel. No, it is. I mean, for right. whom he did for whom for whom he did call, he also did predestine right. to be called the the sons and daughters of God. Sure. You know, like that's, that's what the gospel message is. And, and we're right. called to be come back into the family of God and be adopted as his own. And that's what the good news is. Right. Like the gospel is good news. The gospel isn't condemning anybody. It's the kingdom on earth. Right. And that thing is like people are like God. Now the gospel, I, I just, I, I guess I contradict myself a little bit. Like, is the gospel actually judgmental? Well, no, God judges but we, we have, have the ability and the good news well, here's the comes thing. to us in the form of Jesus. Look at this you know? perspective, right? Okay. Is the Bible judgmentive or are we already judged because we have, are in sin and it's showing us, hey, you are you have already been judged, but here's a lifeline. Well, the Bible says that's the purpose of the law. That's what Paul right. says. The purpose right. of the law is to call us out. But that's what I'm saying. Like That's the entire Bible, right? We're, we already stand... Whether you read the Bible and believe it or don't read the Bible and don't believe it, you are you've already been judged guilty right we are all guilty and to bring it all back though what's the purpose of everything that we are supposed to do and i think this is where the whole judging things come up is so many times christians do judge outsiders so like i think of people like uh westboro baptists who are outside of like you know 
military people's funerals, LGBTQ events, different mm. churches. Then they're like, God, you know, God hates bags and Mar- this, that, and the other. Like they they are ain't they ain't trying to restore nobody. Right. That is judging and condemnation. But what is know? our what's your sixth point? It's our purpose of judging should be to restore, not condemn. You like how I tagged that. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. My, I'm awkward because my mic is right in a very awkward spot to reach you. So there you go. All right. Here, but, there, side. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> if you're watching YouTube, you saw what just happened. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're not called to judge. We're called to come alongside our brothers and sisters and to continue pushing each other towards all thing in faith and godliness. Right. Um, I brought... The entire chapter of Second Corinthians. Go 5. back and read and Second. I don't know cha- if you want me to read that whole thing. Go ahead and open your po- pause this right now. Read Second Corinthians chapter five, and then we'll pick that conversation back up. Ready? Pause. Unpause. There we go. Okay, All right. So we're not reading it. Well, you can read it if you want. I was just trying to help people. <laughs> I mean, we're already at an almost an hour, so that's just it. And you've got, and, and and you've got a lot it. left. Yeah. So, so let's just pass that. So, read Second Corinthians. How about that? Read Second Corinthians five for your quiet time today. Yes. So, if you haven't done nothing, read Second Corinthians five because it talks about the purpose of our calling each other out is for reconciliation purposes sure. and where we get that. So, here's the question then. Okay. So, when is judging people wrong? When is mm. the wrong time to judge people? I got all of these. We're just going to burn through them. All right. Go um, for it. I'm going to sit in silence. Okay. That sounds good. So, this these all come directly from an article called, What Does the Bible Mean When It Says Do Not Judge from GotQuestions.org? So, this is not original thoughts. This is legit copy paste from them. No problem. Um, when is judging people wrong? Superficial judgment is wrong which means passing judgment on someone based solely on appearances is sinful. It is foolish to jump to conclusions before investigating the facts, which comes from Proverbs 18, 13. Simon the Pharisee passed judgment on a woman based on her appearance and reputation, but he could not see that the woman had already been forgiven. Simon thus, you like that? Thus, thus. drew Jesus's rebuke for his unrighteous judgment, which is the, the person who came and washed Jesus's feet. Right. Um, another one is hypocritical judgment is wrong. Jesus's command not to judge others is preceded by comparisons to hypocrites and followed by a warning against hypocrisy. When we point out the sin of others while we ourselves commit the same sin, we actually condemn ourselves. Mm. Number three, harsh, unforgiving judgment is wrong. We are always to be gentle towards everyone, Titus 3, 2. It is merciful who will be shown mercy. And Jesus warned in the same way that you judge others, you will also be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Number four, self-righteous judgment is wrong. We are called to humility and God, quote, opposes the proud. The Pharisee in Jesus' parable of the Pharisee, the tax collector, was confident in his own righteousness. And from that proud position, judge the publican. However, God sees the heart and refused to forgive the Pharisee's sin. Untrue judgment is wrong. It's number five. The Bible clearly forbids bearing false witness. In Titus 3, 2 again, slander no one. Uh, these next two paragraphs are also from that same article. It says, Christians are often accused of, quote unquote, judging or intolerance when they speak out against sin, but opposing sin is not wrong. Holding aloft the standard of righteousness naturally defines unrighteousness and draws the sling and arrows on those who choose sin over godliness. John the Baptist incurred the ire of Herodias when he spoke out against her adultery with Herod. She eventually silenced John, but she could not silence the truth. Believers also warned against judging others unfairly or unrighteously, but Jesus commends right judgment. We are to be discerning. 
We are to preach the whole counsel of God, including the Bible's teaching on sin. We are to gently confront erring brothers or sisters in Christ. We are to practice church discipline, and we are to speak the truth in love. Mike drop. That was a great article. I loved it, man. I read through that. I'm like, I got to copy paste. That's going to be in the show notes, by the way. So if you want to read the full article, but there's a video that goes along with it too. And so when it comes to judging others, are we called to judge others? We're not called to condemn others. We're, we're called to come alongside our brothers and sisters in order to, for lack of a better word, restore a person. And and this is the thing too. like, you know, so many times it seems like when people like, well, don't judge me and this, that, the other, Generally, it has to do with sin, it feels like, you know, and so when someone is actively sinning and they know they're sinning and they call themselves a brother and sister, that's when, yes, we need to say, no, what you're doing is not right, Sure, which is honestly part of my story when it comes to, you know, my ex in terms of that, you know, people were calling out for sin and then church discipline had to happen, all these things had to happen, but if you ask the other party... They they have a whole different other side of the story. Yeah, it was all all based for reconciliation. It wasn't... It wasn't because we just wanted to X and X somebody yeah. off. But at the same time, we had to protect the people under our care who were still yes. dealing with yes. the flag. But I'm thinking of like, you know, with this conversation, you know, around someone who is actively sinning. And if we speak the truth in love and gently come alongside and, and seek to restore, not just rebuke, that's all we're called to do. God will handle right. the rest. But I think the biggest question that people might be sitting here asking the question is, like, okay, so when it comes to, you know, women rights, when it comes to like abortion, when it comes to LGBTQ plus rights, when it comes to any other topic that Christians are accused of judging the other side, how do we mentally handle that conversation? Mm. I think that's where the rubber meets the road with this conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, so I think you you had three questions you wanted to cover, right? And I think this is how we got to split it. Okay. We're going to have to split that statement up, right? And we'll try to go quickly through them. Yeah, so there's, uh, can Christians judge unbelievers? Can Christians judge believers? And is accountability and judging the same or different? I think that question could be answered if we answered these three questions that you have. All right, go for it. Online. I'm going to drink my coffee now. So can Christians judge unbelievers? They don't have to. Okay. Because unbelievers have already been judged. Mm-hmm. Now we can show them the get out of jail free card <laughs> and they can either choose to accept that get out of jail free card or accept the judgment, right? That's their choice. Um, but it should be done in the same manner in which we quote unquote judge believers, right? In gentleness mm-hmm. and love, wishing to restore, we're wishing to bring them to Christ. So when we show them where they are, have already been judged, right? It should be not with the intent purpose of us judging, but showing the judgment that's already upon them and in love saying, listen, but there's a way out. Somebody paid the penalty for you. And all you have to do is accept the free gift. So with this conversation then, specifically with, let's just lean into it. We've been skating around it. With the LGBTQ conversation, specifically with there's other churches who are totally open and affirming, right? Like a lot of United Methodists, a lot of Episcopalians, um, a lot of those historic denominations and just non-denom churches yeah. with the LGBTQ conversation where we say, no, this is not how God designed the world to be. Yes. How do we do that in such a way where if we, I don't want to say it because like us as Christians, if we say, no, if you're gay, you can't be Christian. Or if you're it's, living in that homosexual lifestyle, you can't be. Or it's perfect. All right? these different things. So how can we do that when they're like, well, you just got to stop judging people, man. God's their judge. Well, it's perfect, right? Because they always go, you go, well, this is how God designed it. And they go, well, I was born this way. And you go, yeah. And I was born as a, 
as a hateful person that could have been a murderer or a rapist or anything else. But you know what? God kept me from that path, and God has saved me from my sin. But I think that I think that gets hairy though, because then people will attach their sexuality almost the same as they attach their ethnicity. You know, like we're both white by 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 birth. We didn't choose to be white. We're just we're born white. Okay, but what I'm saying is you know? is their identity is they're identifying with a sin. Right. We've talked about this, you know, finding your identity in Christ. Right? We've, we've had these conversations on past podcasts. That one, the uh, uh, can, our Christian and gay conversation, we talked about it. The transgenderism uh, conversation, we talked about this, right? Yep. When, when, you, when you identify as a sin, you're right. You were born into sin, right? So call it what you want. I was born into sin. You were born into sin. And Caitlyn Jenner was born into sin. Bruce, whatever you want to call. It. So, yes, we you're right. You were born this way because you were born into sin just like the rest of humanity, but tell you what, Christ paid that penalty and all you have to do is turn from your wicked ways and follow him. So, is this something that we as Christians are just going to have to be okay with of being accused of being judgmental? Well, I think uh I and can't letting our actions I can't remember which words, scripture you know? it was, right? But we are going to be hated. We've we've been told that. Christ said that before he ever left this earth 2,000 years ago. He goes, they will hate you because they, what? Hate me. Well, we read that one verse today where it's about the fact of, well, if you if you're friends with the world, which, if your you're enemies to God, that, your right. enemies to God, which I'm like. Right. And it's true. Mm, and it's true, right? It's hard. Why? Because the world hates us because we stand with, for God's righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the world wants to live and identify with sin because they think that no, everything they're doing is okay. And so they're going to think us as the crazy religious, you know, extreme right wing, even though we may not be. Well, right. And that's but what, that's we're what often you're all like. Of, yeah. Right. So, you know, they're already judging us, right? Even though they go, you can't judge me. No one can judge me. They're like, they're judging you hardcore. And so what are you going to do? Oh, I'm rubber your glue. You can't judge me either. No, you're going to say, you know what? I understand your frustration. I understand your hurt. I understand your your anger because I had all them things too before Jesus saved me. <laughs> I get it too. I didn't want to give up my sin either. <laughs> I still struggle with my sin every day, just like probably you will the rest of your life if you, if you choose to uh, follow Christ. Guarantee you're going to struggle with your sin. Guarantee it. Because every Christian throughout history has struggled with their sin on a day-to-day basis till they end up in glory with Jesus. It's true. So I think that going back to it, can you... Uh, judge unbelievers? No, but you can show them Christ. Uh, can Christians judge believers? It's again, it's not judging. It's it's exactly what we talked about. You, you're saying, hey, listen, you're not following the standards of Christ, and we want to restore you to the fellowship of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? This is not for my pleasure. It's for your. It's to help you. Right? It's for your relationship. We're trying to help you, and you can either accept that or reject that. Right? So what I'm doing is not trying to come down on you i'm trying to say hey listen this doesn't follow christ and this is what you need to do to be back in right fellowship with him um and is accountability and judgment the same or different i believe and you could disagree with me that's right because we're defining these on our own opinion terms right but i don't think they are the same i think accountability is exactly what we just talked about. We didn't make the laws we're kind of like the cops we're enforcing the laws right we're, we're holding the uh, the cop does not 
He doesn't create the laws. The, His job is to uphold it. Yeah, he upholds the law, which is keeping people accountable, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you speed, I'm going to keep you accountable. You spend. You can be mad that I gave you a ticket, but, but bro, you shouldn't. Have, you, you shouldn't should, have been speeding. Listen, the law says this. You can't. Speed. I say that to my kid. You ever said that to your kid? Like maybe when they're older, like. Oh. You know, like, why are you in trouble? Like, well, if you just wouldn't do it, you wouldn't be in trouble. Yeah, all the time. Well, uh, uh, Noel's like, I can't, I, I never get anything. My life is horrible. And it's like, look, if you just stop disobeying, it'd be all good. You'd be able to do all these things. I mean, Beth and I haven't full circle this, but I, I'll say to the kids sometimes, I'm like, I don't know if this is the right thing to say to them, but I'll say, like, if you would just listen, your life would be better. So, but I actually, I say that a lot but to the kids. Come full circle. So would our lives if we obeyed God. 100%. <laughs> and I thought that, as, and Scott and I would have conversations this past year. Right. Like, if you would just, and I don't say just listen to what I say, it's more the fact that if you would just listen to sound advice and wise counsel, your life would be better. So much better. You know, so much but, better. But I think this is where it gets different is when it comes to accountability, I'm thinking with, you know, smoking, with sure. drinking, with music, with dress, like there's certain things where it's, is it right or is it wrong? And that's where it's like, okay, well, you might have one standard of preference. I might have another and certain, certain things of where exactly do we draw the line? So, so how, do, what is versus like, like if someone's kind of like, well, Hey, you know, I can't believe you were drinking this, that, and the other. And it's like, oh, what the, the, the Bible doesn't say it. So you're holding me to your own standard. Is that what that is? Or is it? Is it though? Like, so there's, you know, there are standards, right? That's, that's where I start to struggle a, a little bit. Especially what is right. A, what is okay. Not. So you bring up drinking. So there are standards with drinking, right? It says not to drink um, heavy, excessive. Al- excessive or hard alcohol or so. I forget exactly how it phrases it, but it's basically talking about like hard liquor, like hardcore liquor. Um, and then it, does, it says not to get drunk and don't be drunk with wine and all these other things, right? A spirits, that's what it calls it, the mm. King Jimmy. It says do not Got be drunk with spirits. And it's like a... Which the, is a hard liquor. What does Proverbs say where it's like uh, the, the, the eye of the... It talks about like the, the, the eye of the wine or whatever. Sure. Like, or something about the wine. But basically it's like don't be but, controlled by it. Yeah, so, so there are standards, right? Now, to say, Mark, you can't ever drink a sip of wine or a sip of beer or you can't do it like you can't even have a drop on your tongue or you're sinning okay now we're in the preference for where i'm right so there are standards oh i agree and so i would say if somebody came up and said mark drinking's wrong i can't believe it you'd go okay well let's look at the scripture together right Mm -hmm. as a christian right i would want to encourage that so let's look at what the truth is and let's find out what the standard is and then we can debate if we want personal preference after that now i think we also need to be careful because like we've talked about in the past some brothers struggle with that and, we and don't want to be I a stumbling block like in something like like if you can have accountability in everything like you know when i was working out with devin all the time the accountability was is i was going to be at the gym three times a week and if i wasn't he had full permission to come drag my butt downstairs sure. and throw me in the car and let's go because sure. that's that's the standard that i asked him right. to help me uphold sure you know, and so I think there's something to be said about that where it's like, you know, if, if you and I are like, Hey, I'm struggling with relationships, with rela- yeah. like I'm struggling with this. So can you help me come yeah. alongside no, of it? You and, know, that, and, that's where the brotherhood comes yes, in. Yes, definitely. But we also have to be careful. Not that we should not, we should know the audience in which we speak to. Right. right. And that's what I'm going to say. Like, if you don't know your, okay, I'll take it for social media. I'm okay. very careful of what I post with social media because I may think it's okay, but I don't know how all of our listeners right. feel and, and about it. And I feel it. the same. I mean, I accidentally so, sometimes will post an Instagram reel and it bleeps out a so word, yeah. so it sounds like I say something different when I did not cuss at all. <laughs> that was goes, funny. Go to my personal account, the Father's Day post, it goes beep. I'm yeah. like, oh, they thought I, it, I just it, cussed. It sounds so bad, but it's funny. I didn't cuss at all. <laughs> but but that's what I'm like. So I'd be careful because I don't want to be, I don't want to become a stumbling block for somebody who may struggle with something, right? Right. That, that I'm, I feel a freedom to do 
but it may not be a freedom but don't for them. use your freedom as a way to exactly and so you know, with social yeah. media with 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 the nature of technology that we have it could be so easy to be a stumbling block and that's the thing right so I hear so many people be like well I can't I can't know everybody I can't control everybody blah 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 and that's the excuse and it's like okay is that is that really love or is that selfishness, right? Do you just want to do what you want to do because you want to do it? Or do you really love the person and you're trying to help them, right? And I guess that's, for me, where I try to stand. And this is just me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anybody else. This is just me. That when I am, am posting stuff or I'm saying stuff or I'm going to go do this, I try to do it in such a way that it's like, mm, if I don't know my audience, I'm going to be kind of reserved mm-hmm. and, and a lot more conservative, right, of what I say. And not like conservative, like, hey, hold up your guns and hold on to the constitution conservative i'm talking about like i'm more reserved right in what i speak even even in my theology if it doesn't line up with the creeds i won't even speak that most of the time until i get to know my audience Mm -hmm. and then once i know my audience okay now i can get into some of my personal preference that's outside of the biblical standard right you know what i mean so and 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 that's and and you and i i think we both very much agree on that it's more of you know, if someone feels a strong, con- and this is where I, I guess I struggle with as a pastor who, you know, I had to speak into certain people's lives. Sure. It was always the question of, should I speak into that or not? And there right. were so many times when I was like, it's not worth the fight to speak into that or in that manner. Right. And because like, there'd be so many times where it's like, you know, people would post things online. It's like, I could, I, mean, I never did. I can comment on that right now. Or... I don't have to. I can right. I can handle it in person, have a good conversation. Ah, Christianity and, but, behind the screen. <laughs> but at the same time, the Bible does say, you know, don't answer a fool according to their folly lest you become like dragged down. But right. also answer a fool according to their folly. So <laughs> back to back it's right. Says that. And so there'll be times when someone will post online something about, you know, like, oh Christians, they talk about anti abortion. I don't see none of them adopting them. I have no problem going. I adopted five. Right. Well, that's because I'm really proving you wrong, right. and it's, sure. it's not like I'm trying to. But it's just like I'm not trying to fight. It's more the fact of you look wise until there's a counter argument of like, oh, oh, yeah, that's just you though, Mark. No, no, it's not right. just me. So, so you know? to go along with that, I, you know, I had a friend that I went to homeschool drama camp with, who uh, posted a thing about the the rainbow and the God's promise during Pride Month, right? Right, and. Um, immediately one of our other friends who were in, in drama camp with was like, oh, that's nice that you, she's not a Christian anymore. That's nice that you Christians can post that and try to do that and start judgment all of that. What about the SBC and the 205 page? And it's like, that's a straw man argument to be it's honest like, with that, <laughs> It's a straw man. So I wanted to say, red, yeah, I, that's exactly what I say. I'm, I want to say, well, there's sinners everywhere, including the LBGTQ. Let's look at how many sexual predators are in that community. Right. It's, it's, it's actually a I, logical fallacy. But I refrained from it, right? Because of what we talked about in our Christianity behind the screen episode of, is it always worth it to get in a battle when nobody's really listening on social media? They just want people to believe what their opinion says. Right. It's not a based on facts. Right. And social media is not the place to have those. It's like those not. are in person. And yes. you know, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, maybe I should reach out to her to, for her to be a guest on this show. Um, but I would encourage people to follow uh, someone by the name of Dr. Jen Bennett, mm. Dr. Jen Bennett, um, two, two N's, two T's in her last name. She is a amazing individual. She is a Christian uh, college professor down at Indiana Wesleyan 
and she's a communications professor, mm-hmm. and she's known. You had her on the small church I, I media, her on, right? I had her yeah. on my podcast of how to be someone worth following online. Sure. And she actually wrote a book called Be Worth Following. That'd be cool and, to get her on. And the idea is the fact of what can you do online to be someone worth following, not the fact that, and, she, and her whole idea is the fact of, what we talked about is, just because you're not a quote-unquote influencer doesn't sure. mean you don't have influence, and right. people are going to follow you online. So how do you, when is the right time to speak out, when is not, and something that, was amazing to me is she'll post something and she has, and she goes, you can go back on my Facebook feed and see it. Someone will say a comment they disagree with. And she'd be like, Hey, I'd love to talk to you about it. You know, Reach she, out. here's my phone number. You know, no, she seriously <laughs> says, she goes, I would love to hop on zoom and have that call or just call you on the phone, send you a message now. Yeah. And, and it's like, and, Holy cow. And how she, many responses has she actually had? I don't know. I don't know. But the fact of <laughs> she's like, I'm willing right. to have the conversation sure. with you. It's just not, it's not the right time or place to do it. Yeah. So, you know, to, br- to bring the whole conversation up to land the plane to nope, 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 nope. To, to, uh, to throttle um, back the boat. Uh, I was not throttle back. I was going to say to bring the, bring the boat into the Harbor to read the last sentence in the book, to nail the 95 thesis. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> whole different ball game. <laughs> end this mug but you know with the conversation of judge not you know again the bible says don't jesus says in the same manner by which you judge so the same manner you judge them you will be judged as well i think that is a big humble pill for us to say if i'm going to call out you it better be in the right it better be in the right heart and the right spirit with the right goals and i first need to do a self-reflection go Am I actually doing it wrong? Now that I think people can use an excuse of like, oh, well, I'm struggling with my own sin, so I don't have the ability to do it. And that's not what it's saying. It's saying no. be humble because you're you are caught on sin as well exactly. on a daily basis. Ex- right? Exactly. So are we called to judge other people? I would say we're not called to judge. We're called to come alongside right. and bring our brothers and sisters right. along with us. Because there's a one judge and he's already judged and everybody stands and, condemned. And and I love this quote. And I never knew the full quote until Beth told me it the other week, where she goes, You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink it. And if you try to make it, drink it, you'll drown it. Yeah. You've never heard that before? I've never heard the end of it. I've only ever heard the beginning. I wow. never heard the drown part until a couple of weeks ago. And I think the same goes true with the gospel of, you know, you we can lead a horse, we can lead someone to the feet of Jesus, yeah. but we can't say, drink, or else, you know, that's that's not how it's supposed to do it. It's, it's the fact of, the Holy if, if if the Holy Spirit is indwelling a believer. Take the sacraments. <laughs> hey, yo, get that grape juice. <laughs> I had Sorry. a really bad thought. I'm like, get the bong. Oh, <laughs> sacraments! Sacraments like are what brings us together. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, if I, that I, would be just, the greatest, um, <laughs> communion is what brings us together today. That would just be hilarious. Communion is what brings us. Wow, this is going off the rails right. real fast. Go ahead. But anywho, to, to yeah, to, to land the plane, we're called not to judge people, but that doesn't mean that we're called to sit down and shut up either. We're called to, for accountability with our brothers yep. and to come alongside them. And now granted for restoration, granted they may feel judged and they honestly guilt. That's, that's what guilt oh, does. That's what the Holy spirit does. Right. <laughs> and that's what guilt does. And guilt yeah. and shame are different. And I man, I got, we got to bring Neil on the podcast to talk about guilt and shame. Cause he has a beautiful way. He lays that out. Sometimes um, guilt and shame aren't a bad thing. No, no, it's the fact of the shame of sin that's already been forgiven. You moved on right. from come in that we have to take all thoughts captive. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, people will feel judged when you call them out. Yes. But that's why you need to come in with the spirit of of meekness and gentleness and faith and mercy and seeking restoration, making sure you're not coming in with your own plank to go, but you're coming in to be like, look, I... I love you, and I can't let I, I I can't watch you do this. Yeah, you're hurting yourself. Yep. So that's my last thought. I'm Any good, last thoughts for you? I'm good with that, brother. Let's oh, land man. the plane. Whew, let's do it. Time for 
Fun facts with February. Are we butterflies? Are we land on the butterfly plane? <laughs> I talked to you. We're watching us ourselves on the camera going, Fletcher, Fletcher, If you're Fletcher. on YouTube, you know what we're doing. It's ridiculous. But, dude, we've had a long conversation it, today. Almost an hour and a half. Almost an hour and a half. So let's not push it any longer, dude. I did not look at what the fun fact of the day was, and I am excited to hear what you got for us, my friend. So the fun fact of the day, which we're going to kind of just ease on out with, I'm tempted, is, I was tempted to mute you. It is oh. mute, but I, yeah, never mind. It is <laughs> silence. Um, the average person will spend six months of their life waiting for red lights to turn green. Wait, what? The average person will wait six months of their life for red lights to turn green. The average. Which makes me want to be a Paul Walker in Fast and Furious right now. So that Screw them red lights. So because you have so many red lights, you should just continue to tune into RTC to get through those red lights. <laughs> You know, you I'm like curious that, though, yeah? how many people actually listen to our show while they're in the car. Maybe that's what people should do. We should oh. let people know, hey, how do you listen to RTC? Do you listen to us mainly at home, at work, on the go? Well, they like, it takes me six days to get through your podcast because they're so long. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Like, honestly, my podcast listening goes down a lot in the winter, and it gets boosted a lot in the summer because I'm on the mowing. Yeah, me too. The but, like, this year, dude, like, I... Uh, it's been hard to keep up with Moen. So even my own personal podcast listening has been has been hard to do. Mm. But I'm just curious. I'm curious how the people people listen yeah. how. Because we know how they find us. Ninety it seems like ninety nine percent of people lately has been sure. Spotify. Sure. But I'm curious. I'm just curious. Yeah. Go so go ahead and reach out to us and let us know your thoughts and how what like how are you listening? Is it on a mower? Is it like riding a motorcycle or driving in your car? Or maybe it's late in bed or cooking dinner or washing dishes. Whatever, whatever, all the things. So you can check us out on all the socials, or check us out at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Reach out to us on realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail dot com, or text us five seven four four zero zero five three five two. Also, don't forget this is the last week. Before the Engedi Music Festival. Yes. If you are near Southwest Michigan and you want to come and hang out with the guys from RTC, just a couple of homeboys from not down under, but. No, up, we're not down up, under. Up under? We're around the bend. We're around the bend. Just around the other bend. We're just, we're just, uh, just around the river bend. Just around the south bend. Hey. Uh, so, uh, yeah, come hang out with us. Go get your tickets at engettymusicfest.com. I think it's $20 a ticket, I believe, is the last time I looked uh, for each day. We're going to be there two days, Friday and Saturday. Come hang out. Get your own voice on the podcast. Sit down and have a little interview with us. And don't forget, if you're over on Apple Podcasts, leave us that rating review. If you're on Spotify, leave a rating. But no matter what podcast platform you listen to, share this episode with a friend who needs to hear. Because we're all about community. We want to grow community. We want to foster community. We want to and literally have an online RTC family. You can do that over at Facebook. Just literally look up Real Talk Christian Podcast on Facebook. Find our group and just come out and hang out with us. But that's all I got, dude. So should we let these married people on their way? Let's go let them go. I love it. So, hey, until next time, guys. Take it easy. Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian